This week on the AG Podcast, Sean Belegian joins the show and gives us his inside information on who the, who the Lions will draft this upcoming week in the NFL draft. We also talk, talk about the Last Dance documentary and the rest that's going on in the sports world. Plus, Jacob will have a brand new top five music and movie review for us as well. All that and more on the AG Podcast. The, the only thing that's different is Mark Moore's face is fatter. Hold up, Mike. I got to catch my breath, Mike. I do like chicken sandwiches. Well, who else would you have on the cover of Playboy these days, right? See if, see, see if you can polish this term. I'm, I'm trying to be positive here, uh, Jake. Oh, J- Jake is also available for anniversaries and birthday parties. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me treat him like cats and spray him with a water bottle. <laughs> no, no. Not He's... enough money behind this podcast to get him on here. Because <laughs> it's not the kids' fault they're shitheads. It's not. <laughs> It's the parents. Well, the parents are shitheads, too. Dude, why are you talking shit? Have you won anything? No. Because... Shut the fuck up. Wait, nobody ever said there was a plot to ramble. <laughs> Delete your account, go back to bed, cry for a couple of days, and reflect <laughs> on what you're actually going to do with your life. All right. Welcome to the show. Darren and Jacob, we're back. It's been a little bit of time. Yeah. We took a little break. Mm-hmm. You know, quarantined. Took like a little quarantine break, yes. Yeah. So we're back enjoying a few brews. Well, I am. Uh, <laughs> have a great interview for you guys. I have oh, my water here. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's water. It's clear. Who knows it's, if it's water? It's vodka water. Hold the water. <laughs> well, there you go. There we so, go. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Check us out everywhere at ADG Podcast, anywhere you have your podcast streaming, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, anywhere you want. We're there, ADG Podcast. Check out our Facebook page. Throw some likes, shares. We have our top fans now, uh, badges, so check that out, comment. And uh, join up on our Instagram. How about your pictures showing up there? But Darren, let's start with sports. Yes. To talk about the NFL draft, we have a guy that knows about the the Detroit Lions and the NFL pretty well. Sean Belinja joins us. Uh, Sean, you can find him on Detroit Lions Radio on WJR. Plus, he has a brand new YouTube channel that he just started. Uh, 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 Sean, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the ADG podcast. It's nice to chat with you guys again. How's everything going? It's good. It's good. We have a, a, a lot of free time. <laughs> Just, uh, we can actually focus the on the Lions and the draft. Yeah, right, good. right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's part of the reason why I just started that uh, YouTube channel. That was yeah. something I wanted to do for a long time. And right. just have fun with it. And, you know, just a bunch of guys sitting around barbecuing, having sports conversations, you know, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And well, probably nowadays, uh, right now you'd have to do those, uh, barbecue grills, uh, through a zoom conversation, right? Yeah. Now. Six, six feet away <laughs> with our masks on and all that. Right. There you so, go. This too shall pass though. You know, exactly. Exactly. So, so Sean, we want to get into it. Uh, couple days away from the nfl draft uh the first ever virtual draft that's going to happen and uh lions sit at number three and what experts are saying the draft really begins at number three begins with the lions just your first uh your 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 initial thoughts on what the lions should do and what they will do well you know i'm i'm one of those guys uh, this is just my opinion i i don't think it's a bad idea 
to be thinking ahead a little bit. I, I don't think that the window right now uh, includes making a nice run in the playoffs or anything. I think the playoffs would be a, um, a a pleasant surprise this year and next year, quite frankly. And it's funny when you say that. I think a lot of people say, well, why don't you like Matthew Stafford? Or I thought you were a Matthew Stafford guy. And, and I am. But I the, my reasoning is, you know, when you got an opportunity to take uh, a guy that has the potential to be a transcendent, you know, act in the National Football League, I don't think you let that pass, especially in a year where, you know, going into 2020, I don't think this is going to be a bad team. Now, they aren't going to do it. I know that they aren't. But <laughs> I think the logic that that I have and a lot of people like me have about it is is sound. And you can still keep Matthew Stafford this year. You know, one all one has to do is look to the way that Kansas City did it. In a perfect world, you'd be able to keep Matthew Stafford for at least a couple more years. But like I said, I've, I've gotten away from talking about that because I, I just don't think that's going to happen. There's no chance it's going to happen. So what are we left to do? Well, the the intrigue starts at three or does it, you know, is is Washington really that sold on Chase Young? You know, is Washington open for business at number two? So I think that's what's intriguing about this, because there are two schools of thought. You know, there's the well, there are going to be a lot of people clamoring at, at number three. And there's the. Well, people know that Washington's not going to take a quarterback and Detroit's not going to take a quarterback and the Giants aren't going to take a quarterback. So do they really have to move up? Uh, so those are the the interesting things that are out there right now. Right. When it comes to like all the hype, especially around Chase Young, and there's talks that Miami was, uh, there, there was reports that Miami wanted to jump up to uh, the, the, the number two spot. And just to be uh, to, to make sure that one of their guys will be there. But like you said, maybe they don't even have to move up that much. Maybe they can even swing a deal with the Giants where it won't cost them that much uh, to move up a spot or two and still get their guy. But 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 with all that draft capital that the Dolphins have, having three first round picks and two in the second round, it, it, it wouldn't be. If you're a Lions fan, I know you're. Everyone has picked uh, Jeff Okuda to be the uh, the pick for the Lions uh, at number three. It wouldn't be that much. Just maybe take a couple steps back, you know, pick up another uh, second or third round pick, and and just get get your guy there. Is is it is it happens where the team needs as much talent or dra- draft capital as possible, or can the Lions get by with? with the picks that they do have. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, when we had uh, the online uh, presser with Bob Quinn the other day, Mm -hmm. I asked him a question similar to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I said, are are you looking at this? You know, what is, what does your board look like? And I didn't expect him to tell me that, but you know, I, do you have trade value like Jimmy Johnson used to use? Because if you hear Bob Quinn talks about it, talk about it, he talks about it in tears. You know, there's a top tier, then there's a second tier, then there's a third tier. And, and he's he's not going to tell us who are in those tiers, I said. But, you know, is this a situation where it, it's like the old draft pick value that Jimmy Johnson had to have? And he said, well, it's, it's not exactly like that. But, yeah, if I move down a tier, I don't want to just match what we think the value to be. We want to, you know, blow that value away. If we're going to move down and we're going to take a tier two player, well, then we don't want to, uh, you know, 
maybe the tier two pick and, and a second rounder. No, you want to, you want to really go over the top. And I think all one has to do is, is look no further than, you know, a couple of years ago, the deal that, that got Sam Darnold to New York and, and the type of package that was given up at that particular point in time. So um, in a perfect world to, to answer your question, absolutely. I I'm all for it. Go out and get as many picks as you can. It'd be ideal to obviously get a one. It'd be great to get a couple uh, twos. Even if you got the one, uh, a, a two this year, a two next year, and a three, whatever the case may be, I think you're seeing more and more deals like that. Even when you're talking about moving just you know, two or three spots in the draft, that seems to be the going price now. Right. Well, Sean, what do you think about – let's talk about something we've done here in the last couple episodes – uh, both of us, Darren and I, have talked our best case scenario because you know we we all both know there's three top players in this draft that Detroit will not take. So, what is your opinion on uh, without everybody yelling out Okuda because that's what everybody's saying? What are some of the options at number three without trading down that would not make you want to shake your head at? Well, you know, I mean, first and foremost, I, I think it'd be interesting if Burrow goes number one and somebody moves up to the Redskins or, uh, you know, the Redskins for some unknown reason decide to go in a different direction. You know, to have Chase Young fall in your lap, I, I, I think you just, you know, you'd probably cry tears of joy. I Jeez, have to, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have yeah. to bring that up. And again, saying it's not going to happen, but it would be it would be tears of joy. No doubt about that. I've heard a lot of people talk about Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. And, you know, I don't know how much you guys have gotten into Isaiah Simmons. But I, I, I think what's interesting about Isaiah Simmons is we all know he's a stud, right? We all saw yeah. him at Clemson. We all know how, how well does he fit the Detroit Lions? And, and I think that's a question. If you ask five different guys, you might have three guys say one thing, two guys say the other. Um, mm. and, and the question, and one of my buddies brought this up to me is, you know, do they look at a guy like Tracy Walker to fit the role that Isaiah Simmons would come in and fit? They're really high on Tracy Walker. Now, please, by no stretch of the imagination, by saying that Tracy Walker is Isaiah Simmons and Isaiah Simmons is Tracy Walker. But if they think that they have a guy in, in Tracy Walker that can fit that type of role that Isaiah Simmons can fit, well, how much of a fit is Isaiah Simmons actually um, in reality with the uh, the the Lions and I I don't know the answer to that. Like I said, I, I I've deferred to many people, and I think because so many people have kind of thrown up a red flag in that regard, maybe that scared me away. I must confess, I am a little scared away about Derek Brown. You know, some of the things that I've heard about Derek uh, Brown, and uh, you know, again, the way that the Lions do things that 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 kind of has me going, okay, what's going on here? So. You know, and then you have to come into the, in recent days, we've really found out what people think about C.J. Henderson. Uh, there are some people that, that think that C.J. Henderson is better than Jeff Okuda when all is said and done. The one thing that you have to remember about C.J. Henderson, and, uh, you know, my buddy Scott Bischoff, who I do our podcast with, flat out said this, the guy doesn't tackle. You know, he said, you just accept the fact that he's going to be a, a, a darn good cornerback. Um, he, he felt he was the second best cornerback in the class. And he said, but you know, this is a guy that has made the decision. He's just not going to tackle. So, you know, that's where we're at with the lions right now. And that's why I think in recent days, guys, so many people have just kind of, uh, accepted that the fact that the lions are going to stay at three 
and, and they're going to take Jeff Okuda, which, listen, is it a disaster? No, it's not a disaster. I mean, when you're talking about a position of need and a guy that most people seem to think is the number one corner, I don't think it's a de- disaster, but it's a disaster in the regard that I think so many people, yours truly included, thought that this pick could be so much more, that they could move two or three spots down, get their guy, and get a couple extra picks. So in that regard, I can understand why people are using that logic. It it, it brings up interesting facts, especially, you know, the state of the team right now. Last year, obviously, wasn't a a very successful, uh, successful year. And where the owner put out a letter to the fans and season ticket holders says that we will be a playoff contender. Does does that put um, more pressure on Quinn and Patricia, especially? Well, they're already under immense pre- pressure. But is it is is it more to uh, kind of save their jobs and go with the safe right pick for the team right now, and then instead of really just turning this franchise around with a potential franchise tra- changing quarterback like Tua? That's a great question. I, I think what you've seen out of Bob Quinn is I think Bob Quinn has been safe in round one. I think if, if we've learned anything, uh, I, I guess from his drafts in the past, I think he's been safe in round one. I think after that is where he's, you know, he's grabbed guys that he liked and he didn't care what other people's board said or what other people said. Um, he had a comment about the, the, the win now mandate, however you want to describe it. Uh, when, when we had the presser the other day and he said, it doesn't change the way that I do my job. I always feel under pressure. So I'm going to go out there and, and just do what I have to do with that being said, I, I, this is where I have to throw a hope in there. I hope that's not the mantra moving forward because, um, that's what Bob wanted to get away from. And that's what made a lot of people like me kind of like Bob, that that he had um, a vision of what he wanted the team to be. He wasn't going to deviate from that vision. Um, you know, it was about building as opposed to, you know, the way that the Lions have done things in the past. And unfortunately, I think what we've seen the last couple of off seasons is it hasn't been building as, as much as it's been replacing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the feeling I got with this off season. It's like, okay, well, the, the, the finger, you know, the old, the old, you know, story the the kid put his finger in the dam to plug one hole uh, while while the, another hole burst open. You know that that's kind of what's been going on with the Lions in that regard. So yeah. I think that's why so many people like myself were, were hoping to get a few extra picks out of this to say, all right, let's let's you know redo that foundation and start to build. Because I think when you start thinking short term, that's when you get yourself in trouble. Exactly, and you're right because. Uh, free agency has been all about replacing people. And I yep. think you and I are on the same page on the draft situation. But I know it's the Detroit Lions we're talking about here, but how many times do we have another opportunity to be in the top three, not the 11th to 15th pick, here, here. in the top top three pick? How many times will we have that again? You know what I mean? Here, here. And, and you know what? How many times, guys, you know, when you talk about getting a, a quote-unquote franchise quarterback, okay, you are usually getting your quote-unquote franchise quarterback after a year that you stunk and before a year that you know you're going to stink again. I don't think the Lions are going to stink this year, guys. I really don't. Now, what's your definition of stink? There might people out there, there might be people out there that say, well, seven and nine is, is stink. Okay, we could say that, you know, but you, I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, 
a, a three, 12 and one season, a four and 12 season, you know, throwing your season away with this young quarterback. A lot of times just throwing him to the wolves, letting him learn on the job. It's a very unique position that they're in right now. And that's why I, I don't think you should, you should do this lightly. It's, it's fascinating to me because one of the things that I've heard so many people say is, well, no, no, no. Pass up on him this year and see if you can get in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes next year. And it's like, well, number one, there's no guarantee he's going to come out. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Number two, there's no guarantee you're going to be anywhere near a position where you could grab Trevor Lawrence. So that's part, the, that's part of the issue that we're dealing with. You're in a position where you could grab what I really feel is going to be a transcendent quarterback. Again, I, I can't stop myself from talking about it. And I'm glad that you brought it up because I like talking about it. But it, but it's futile to talk about it because it's they're just not going to do it. I I mean, honestly, in the history of draft shocks, if, if we heard Tua's name called, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, that would be the greatest shock of all I've, I've ever that I've ever had. I mean, it it really would be. They're not taking Tua. No, I, I, I think everyone is it, slowly all all those. Uh... Uh, Stafford uh, supporters can take a breath and and realize that Stafford's going to be their guy. Oh, stop least, it! I uh, still have hope. The 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 the, the, <laughs> the foreseeable future. But uh, uh, Sean, let, let's move on from the the first round. Let's talk about the, the Lions. Obviously, them having uh, high picks in the second, third round, fourth round, etc. Uh, who who do you like to see them getting uh, targeting in the later rounds, like round second and third, uh, to be specific? Well, you know what's interesting? I mean, so much obviously has to do with who they get in the first round. So I, I, I think just for the sake of this exercise, let's assume let's assume that they take a CUDA. And, I, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but there's a reason why everybody seems to be thinking that they're going to take a CUDA. Um, in a perfect world, we, we'd get a bunch more uh, picks, but we, we can't work under that assumption either. I, I think a guy that, that I personally, I think would really, really, really fit here is AJ Epinesa out of Iowa. I, I, I really think that that's a guy that could fit here, that that would be um, a, a type of guy, you know, it, since you didn't, since you didn't address edge, that could be the type of guy that uh, could, could look like a, an absolute gift quite mm-hmm. frankly, in the second round. This is a guy that not that long ago, I think everybody and their brother thought was going to be a first-round pick. I mean, there was no doubt about that. So it's strange how things can happen, you know, so quickly. And again, you start to find out what other teams think and maybe what other teams think uh, isn't exactly what, um, you know, some of the, the quote-unquote experts out there thought. So, you know, that's one thing that you have to consider. I I, I mean, I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with Epinesa. I, I think he would be awesome there. Uh, Ross uh, Blacklock is a defensive lineman out of TCU. And, and that's another uh, type of guy that I think would be a good, really good fit there. I know that people don't want to hear it, but the Lions have to think about wide receiver. They really, truly have to think about wide receiver. And in a draft like this, there are a ton of wide receivers. You know, that's the one thing that so many of the quote-unquote experts have been talking about is, you know, how much um, wide receiving value there is out there. You know, is there a guy that you would want to grab a, a little later on, you know, uh, and sh- dare I say, you know, early in the third round or something like that? Well, I, I, I think there are a ton of guys that, that fit that bill. You know, and the reason why I say wi- wide receiver guys, I mean, obviously Danny Amendola 
has a year left. I'd, I'd be drop dead stunned to be back in 2021. I think yeah. we all know what's going to happen with Marvin Jones. So this is where by that point in time in the draft, we have to sit back and say, okay, how many wide receivers are, are out there? You know, who are some of the guys that are out there is, is, you know, uh, the kid out of Penn State, KJ Hamler is, mm-hmm. is a guy that is there. And, you know, uh, Van Jefferson out of Florida, you know, you, you need to start figuring out and it's tough to do right now. Cause we don't know how the draft is going to play out, but I think those are some of the questions that you have to ask yourself that there's a guy that you really, really like, do you mm-hmm. go and get him in the third round? And I, I think that people, in my humble opinion, people that follow this and, and, um, you know, they don't maybe follow it as, as deeply and as dare I say, geekily as we do they're going what are you talking about you can't take a wide receiver i i think it's smart especially with some of the high caliber wide receivers in in this draft right now sean if we're going to flip the script really fast when in this draft do you start looking at the o-line oh you have to i mean Mm -hmm. listen there's no doubt there there are questions up and down that o-line not just this year, not th- just this year, right. but, uh, you know, moving forward. Now, I, I think a lot of it starts with, you know, what is 2021 going to look like? You know, what are what are some of the decisions that they're going to make in regards to 2021? You bring in a guy that we still, to this day, don't know what role he's going to fit in Vitae. I mean, really, we don't, what is Vitae going to be? I can tell you this. They love Tyrell Crosby. They're going to give Tyrell Crosby every opportunity uh, to be a part of this. But, you know, how do those two fit together? So you're absolutely right. I mean, while we're having these conversations, you know, look, you need a de- you, you definitely need an edge guy. You need that corner. You need a wide receiver. But, you know, who are some of those guys, um, you know, late second early third, this is where I'm saying to myself, I'd love those extra picks, but who are some of those guys that you're, you know, that you're looking at, you know, um, Austin Jackson out of USC, who's kind of slated, you know, to go in, in that area. And, you know, that's, that's the first guy that came to my mind. Um, the, the guy out of LSU, uh, uh, Cushionberry, Cushionberry there, there's, you know, there, there are are guys that you can be looking at in, in this, in this scenario under, under the, the, principles that you just threw out there. But this again is where I say, gosh, I'd love more than anything for them to move down to five or move down to six, get themselves an extra pick or two. And then you would be able to, to, to have an in perhaps on some of these guys, the names that we've thrown out there. Exactly. Exactly. So from the O line, let's talk about the running back and the needs for a, a solid uh, complimentary piece for carry on Johnson. There's been a lot of talks that second round, third round, that's when the Lions will jump into the uh, to the running back pool and, and pick up. There's a lot. It's it's definitely like one of the deeper uh, um, draft pools when it comes to running backs. Obviously, uh, the KJ Hill from Ohio State, um, uh, and, and and so many others. I that I'm I'm going blank right now on on. Uh, on some on some of them, just uh, Sean, just want to get your uh, thoughts on who are some of the top key running backs that the Lions should focus on come second, third round. You know, I'm one of those guys. I mean, first, let me just say on a personal level, and and if you guys have listened to me before, mm-hmm. I I got to say this again for the purpose of people out there that 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 don't listen to me or don't know, I am I have devalued the running back so much it's absurd. I I, I think. Um, 
you you've seen people in the National Football League do it. You know, you've seen a lot of people sit back and say, you know, obviously the running back is still important, no doubt about it. But can you get that complimentary guy in a fourth round, in a fifth round, in the sixth round? You know, that guy that's not going to come in. Guys, depending on your age, we grew up in an era where you could name a National Football League team, right? And we all knew who the running back was. We yeah, knew. Yes. And that right. guy was carrying the ball first down, second down, and third down more often than not. Right. Times have changed. And I think that's why you've seen the running back position at draft time so devalued. Um, a name that I've seen come up, and I was looking at a mock draft just today, uh, Zach Moss out of Utah. Uh, he's He's on the smaller side, but some people have said that he might be the best running back in, in the class. I mean, that is, that is saying a lot. The problem is he's like five, nine and 220 pounds. And so a lot of people are going to question durability. And we've already had some of those questions about durability around here. Make no mistake about that. But you know, if it were me and, and I just have to speak as me, I would probably wait to the fourth or fifth round, guys. I, I really would. I think there are enough running backs out there. And and remember I said this. I think you're going to see a slew of running backs go in that area, fourth and fifth round, as, as a lot of teams around the National Football League kind of continue to devalue what the running back is, especially on draft day. Yeah, I agree. Oh, absolutely. So uh, obviously with the uh, with everything going on, the coronavirus, it, it completely changed the NFL draft this year. It's going all virtual base. So everyone is going to be at their home office uh, throughout the league and uh, players are going to be set up in front of cameras themselves. I saw an interesting story that Bob Quinn is going to have his IT director of player personnel in a Winnebago in his driveway. Uh, the night of the draft, just in case anything goes wrong. Would it be so typical lines that some computer crash would, <laughs> would, would just go happen. And then it, we, we, we end up drafting a punter with the third overall pick. Yeah. You, you know, what's funny. Yeah. It's almost like auto draft, like on a exactly. fantasy draft, right? No, yeah. uh, you know, what? it was interesting. Famous last words. I don't know if you guys heard this or saw this, but um, here in the States, he was on ESPN this afternoon. It was like two 45 in the afternoon and it's maybe about a three minute hitter. And one of the things that he talked about, you know, they asked him, they said, well, how did the trial run go? And he said, well, there were some, you know, some bumps or there were some issues, but you know, thankfully uh, we, meaning the lions, we didn't have any issues. And I, I just cringed when I heard that because I thought <laughs> to myself, Famous last words, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. I won't tell you exactly where, but, uh, Bob Quinn doesn't live too far away from me. So I'm going to okay. scope that out and see if that Winnebago's in his driveway. But, <laughs> yes. uh, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll jokes aside. Yeah. That's something that, um, it, it's a sign of the times. I mean, it was really weird to do that, that call with Bob last, what was it? Friday, you know, where, um, he, he basically had his pre-draft presser and, you know, there's 20 media members there and you look on the screen and there's everybody's face and we had to, you know, get in line to ask questions and everything. It was kind of, it was kind of strange, but you know, like everything else, uh, you're, you know, we have no choice, but to deal with what's going on right now. I am intrigued to see, especially with the NFL being King, which it is, regardless of what your favorite sport is, it's, it's inconsequential. The NFL is King. I'm really intrigued to see 
how the King handles this because they have owned the past couple of weeks. They really have. Everybody's talking about the NFL. Everybody's excited about this draft. I think these, these um, draft ratings are going to be the highest they've ever been by a mile because there's nothing else going on. So um, yeah, I'm going to be really intrigued to see how the King handles this. Exactly. Uh, Sean, I I wouldn't be remiss. I know Jake, it's on Jake's mind. Uh, when we talk to uh, when we talk to you and talk about the the future of the quarterback spot for the Detroit Lions, obviously there's some talks that they want to get at least uh, a quarterback in the later rounds. We're talking fifth, sixth, possibly seventh round. Is there is there a quarterback that that, that uh, comes to mind for you that would be perfect, uh, nice little project for the Lions to work on? I love, absolutely love, drool over Jalen Hurts. I cannot figure out. Why on earth so many people are down on him? Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Lamar Jackson. I don't get yeah. it. I I it I, I don't get it. I just I have no other way to say that. And I've I've talked to a lot of my friends who are scouts, and it's kind of funny they don't get it either. Now, Jalen Hurts is probably going to go third or fourth round, and I, I'm not advocating the Lions doing that. Although, if you follow the best available uh, logic, there, you know what a guy like Jalen Hurts worked. Yeah, and and again, I don't want people to think that he's going to be Lamar Jackson, but I love Jalen Hurts. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not joking. I I I don't understand why people are so down on him. But you know, the thing that you have to remember is Bob has shown the propensity to to go out and and draft a quarterback late or pick up a quarterback late, and he's tried to do like the New England Patriots. We're going to keep this guy, and if we can trade him for extra picks down the line, so be it. I'm not sure they're going to do it in a grooming capacity. And I guess at that point in time, this is where I would reintroduce the, the Tua conversation. And I would say, okay, well, if that's your logic, why why don't you grab this guy right now? Why don't Mm -hmm. you, you give him a year to be healthy. Matthew Stafford, you're still quarterback, uh, you know, still your quarterback, Uh, maybe even a couple of years of Matthew Stafford. But um, what it surprised me if Bob took a flyer on a quarterback late, heavens no. You know, he's done it before. He's tried to flip them like New England has, has done it in the past. But um, the question is when he does that. But, hey, like I said, if, if there's a guy sitting there um, like a Jalen Hurts that has no business being there, do you have to think long and hard about it? Of course you do. Right. What, what do you think it will be the earliest that they would pick a quarterback? Do you think, like, do you think that they could get a Hurts in maybe third or possibly fourth round? Um, that's a good question. Would they, would they think about it with that third round pick? Now, again, this is where we, we have to get into, all right, do the lions get extra picks? Do they get themselves an extra second? Do they get themselves an extra third? Um, would they, would they do it at 85? My guess is no. Would I do it at 85? Absolutely. I would. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, and and people might call me crazy, but I can't get out of my head how good that kid was. He was he was a tremendous talent at, at the collegiate level. I can't get that out of my head. I don't care what scouts say. They all said the same darn thing about Lamar Jackson. Um, I I think the kid could be a really really good quarterback. But the 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 answer to your question. Sorry for being long winded. My guess is my guess is fifth or sixth round. Fifth will probably be for a punter, maybe sixth. Yeah. Uh, Flip flop one or the other. They're going to take a punter. Just accept yeah. that they they yeah, are. They one of their picks yeah. are going to be a punter. I hope everybody knows that. So get your <laughs> your temper tantrum and your crying towel ready. But um, well, so that's not third like overall, that. Sean. We're good. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lions select Ray Guy, third overall. There you go. Hey, if, we, if, if, if we if we could somehow draft the next Ray Guy, I would be happy with that. Sure, sure. It's uh, exactly. Uh, just one question, especially the the Big Ten has just had so much talent this year. Obviously, Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to break the record for uh, uh, many players drafted in this uh, upcoming draft uh, with all the talent that they have on this team. I, I want to talk about Michigan and Michigan State. Obviously, there's a couple of uh, key names that are going to be available in the draft. Uh, Ruiz on the offensive line, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. Uh, do, where do you see them uh, finding uh, their new home? You know, Ruiz is probably a first round draft choice. That's my guess that, you know, a a guess. I think that's, you know, that's something that, that, that you can look at and you can understand. All right. That's, um, that's a first rounder. Um, uh, my guess is, uh, Josh out of Michigan, probably a second rounder Mm -hmm. that that's, you know, that's my guess. Uh, the Michigan State guys, you have to remember there's a couple cornerbacks, one from Michigan, one from Michigan State. Those those are probably later round picks. Uh, the defensive lineman for Michigan State, probably mid-round picks. That's that's my guess. You know, uh Bocce Willikis are probably mid-round picks, maybe four or five range or something like that. So, you know, is is there uh is there a bona fide, you know, no doubt about it, you take this high take this guy high. I don't think so, but is there value to be had there? Yeah. I, I think both the cornerbacks in, in particular, I, I love Josiah Scott. I really mm-hmm. did. I, I love Josiah Scott. A lot of people think sixth or seventh round. And so that's my guess, you know, but I, I don't think maybe other than Ruiz, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a first rounder in there. No, <laughs> No, it, no, I, I totally agree with you. There, there's a lot of people uh, on the mock drafts that I see. They have Ru- Ru- Ruiz going as as high as the end of the first round and as low as like as in, as the middle of the second round. Yeah. So definitely, he's um, he's in a position of need for many teams uh, looking to uh, draft. Uh, I I saw this interesting article today, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are an intriguing team to me because they have a couple of uh, interesting player pieces that they that, that that they can use come trade uh, uh, trade time in the draft. Obviously, uh, the, the big defensive end uh, Yannick. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm not even going to try. Um, and also Leonard Fournette, the running back which I think would be such a perfect fit in Detroit, have that thunder and lightning combination with him and carry on Johnson. Do you see any of that happening where the Jags could jump up with the, with the, with, with what they're able to offer? No, I, no, I, I don't uh, only because of, of what they have at their disposal right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in Gakway is, is a gamer. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but you know, what are you going to give up for that? You know, what 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 are you going to give up in in a situation like that? And Fournette, I don't think that they want. I don't think they want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they've um, they've they've kind of shown that they've also devalued the thing. Hey, listen, I mean, anything can happen. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But I, if I sit back and I'm the Lions, you know. Maybe we do business if you want something later in the draft. But if you're talking about one of those early picks as we sit here, 
Um, you know what? Three and thirty-five. I no, 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 no way. Uh, you know what? I, I guess the best way to say it would be, hey, you know what? Call me day three. Maybe if 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 you haven't found a if you haven't found a suitor, uh, call me day three because I I just think there's too much value when you're talking about you know at least as we sit here right now, two picks in in the top twenty thirty-five. I I think there's I think there's too much uh, value to be had there. Than you know to to take a guy who's 25 and, and a guy in Fournette who who kind of already has the beating on him after those infamous words about how the NFL was er- easy early in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so well, you know, it, it, it was just a thought that I know there's a lot of trade possibilities come. Oh sure, time, always. You know, yeah. So. Uh, uh, so what, what, what are you going to be your plans for the, this virtual draft? Are you having a virtual draft party? Are you going to just, uh, hang out outside of Bob Quinn's house and watch yeah. Winnebago? <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna be live on Instagram. Yeah, live stream outside of Bob Quinn's house. Yeah, yeah no, we're doing we're doing a little <laughs> radio show on uh, you know the home of the Lions, seven sixty mm-hmm. WJR. It's gonna be uh, uh, the voice of the Lions, Danny Miller, uh, yeah. Steve Courtney, and myself. Uh, we're you know we're gonna have guests during the show. Um, I think Lomas is gonna uh, join us for a, a period of time. I know those guys are gonna take it early. I think the first half hour, and then I'm going to join him at 7:30, and yeah. um, I think I'm going to be providing the the grunt work and the geek yeah. work there, which is fine yeah. with me. But yeah. uh, no, it's it's going to be fun. It's it's you know what it is, guys. It's 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 the unknown that kind of makes it fun. I I don't know how it's going to work. You know, I mean, really, it's uh, I, I do this show on Friday night with Darren McCarty, and 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 every week there's something different. You know, and yeah. we're we're doing a radio show out of our houses, and you, you know anything can happen. So. It's going to be different, but it's going to be fun. And, you know, the, the good news is there's going to be two or three guys on at the same time. So if one of our computers crash or something, there's going to be a couple <laughs> of guys there to, to keep the conversation going. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, well, I, I look forward to draft time every year. I know Jake does the same, too. Oh, it's, he, uh, it's one of the best I, parts of the year. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, I'm a gives Lions them, fan. it is. It gives them more. It gives them new material to, to, to crucify the Lions. Uh, come draft day, just being every, honest every time. Yeah, he's just very honest with what he does. Uh, Sean, an interesting thing that just happened uh, this past weekend was the 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 premiere of the Last Dance, the yeah. ESPN ten part documentary series about the ninety seven ninety eight Chicago Bulls. Uh, the, uh, first, I want to get your thoughts, your initial thoughts on uh, the first two episodes, and tell me about that team. Uh, obviously, it, it uh, like me and Jake are from a little bit young. We were young when the bulls were dominating, sure. uh, dominating the NBA and the sports world. Just, I want to get your initial thoughts on the, the first two episodes. And what do you remember most about those bulls team from the nineties? Well, I, I thought the first two episodes were awesome. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, much like we were talking about earlier, I wonder how much I would have liked it under normal circumstances. You know, mm-hmm. there, there hasn't been a lot going on. Right. Uh, but with that being said, I, I can only judge it by when it was on now. And I, I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, I tweeted this out the other day and it seemed to, to strike a chord with a lot of people because it got retweeted a bunch of times and all that. Um, I was one of those guys like I, I hated Michael Jordan. I, mm-hmm. I hated the Bulls. I hated mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Um, I, I, w- I was somebody I would argue adamantly out of pure spite that fill in the blank, Larry Bird or Carl Malone or Magic Johnson was better than Michael Jordan. Right. And, and then I would say around 1992, I just 
quietly accepted the fact that I might be watching the greatest basketball player of all time. Yes. And uh, um, what's interesting about it is I, I hate generational conversations. I hate mm. generational debates because mm. most of the time the guys who saw LeBron James play are going to say it's LeBron James. The guys who saw Michael Jordan's play or, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, whatever the case may be. And as, as hockey fans, it's, I, I always say, I only talk about the guys that I saw. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that I can talk about when people start talking about Gordy Howe or, or Doug Harvey or Maurice Richard, what, whatever the case may be. I yeah. only talk about the guys that I know. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. In my opinion, Michael Jordan was the best basketball player. He was an assassin. Mm. Um, he, he wanted the ball late in games. Uh, I watched him slit throats more times than you could shake a stick at. I mean, that that's what he did. And um, the only guy that I can compare that to kind of is Kobe. Kobe was kind of a, a cold-blooded assassin. Now, please don't get me wrong. LeBron James is phenomenal. LeBron James is 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 a physical specimen. I mean, unbelievable. And I, I don't even like having the debate, but um, Michael Jordan was something special. And then when the, the supporting cast started to join him, mm-hmm. you know, you saw them take the big step, uh, no doubt about that. The Pistons had their number and then they, they got their revenge. And then some in, in, in 91 unceremoniously, uh, mm-hmm. sweeping the back-to-back champions out in, right. in, in the, in the playoff and everything. But it, it was, it was something incredible to watch. It, it really was. And I don't think there's any coincidence than when Michael left. Um, somebody else went and won the title. It was, it was the Rockets turn to won, win the title. And then when Michael mm-hmm. came back, they promptly won three in a row. He was, he was phenomenal. And yeah. I'm going to be intrigued moving forward. I thought it was pretty forthcoming about a lot of things mm-hmm. in the first and second episode. I'm going to be intrigued to see how forthcoming it is in, in regards to a lot of things the the, the long held gambling allegations, you know, mm-hmm. the horrible tragedy about his father that for so many is still shrouded in mystery. The, mm-hmm. why did you play baseball? Did you really want to play baseball or were, was there a double secret suspension? <laughs> I'm going to be really intrigued to see how forthcoming it is. Yeah. I, I am. Um, I'm not looking forward to the obligatory, uh, bad boys bashing and, and yeah. I'm without a doubt that's going to happen. There's no doubt. No in my doubt. Mind that no doubt. Happen. And that that's kind of a bummer, but, yeah. um, you know what, those guys, they, they won back-to-back championships and, you know, I don't think they're going to lose too much sleep over it, but, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to doing it again this Sunday. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I believe, uh, from what I saw over 6 million people watched the premiere episode. So I, I can imagine that numbers is going to get bigger and bigger as weeks uh, continue. We, I was having a conversation with my cousins and my brother-in-law about, you know, the, the Pistons at that time where my one cousin brought up, you know, Isaiah Thomas, you know, there was a lot of um, uh, back and forth between him and Jordan. They didn't quite get along from, you know, people remembering that's why uh, Jordan didn't want him on the USA Dream Team back in '92. You know, there, there's a lot of uh, rumors or conspiracy theories that happened there. But uh, there was something to say about the Pistons making Jordan who he was because they had to tough him. Uh, they had to show him how tough he had to be to win in the playoffs. You know, and 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 be that cutthroat killer, like you said. You have to admit that the the Pistons kind of had a hand in shaping Michael Jordan to what he is today? There's no doubt about that. And 
You know what's interesting? I don't know if you guys saw the preview for um, the next two episodes. They they showed Michael Jordan, you know, saying, hey, I knew I had to get tougher. I knew I had to get bigger. And there was, you know, the picture of him lifting weights and everything. Yeah. There is absolutely no doubt about it that those guys made him, drove him to mm-hmm. be better. And and I hope that Michael Jordan's man enough to acknowledge that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the passage of time, I, I think what happens is, you, you almost get a begrudging respect for, um, you know, combatants and everything. I, I, I hate to switch gears for just a second, but um, Ted Lindsay told me, uh, the late Ted Lindsay told me that Rocket Richard literally didn't talk to him for probably 20 years after they both retired. Uh, literally uh-huh. 20 years. And then something happens, you start to realize, wow, we had some pretty good battles and I hated your guts for a reason. So <laughs> I wonder if through the passage of time, maybe Michael Jordan says to himself, hey, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. I don't become as great as I was without the Pistons beating my ears in. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting question. No, absolutely. Uh, And I know once Jake watches the first two episodes, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. (laughs) There you go. Busy, so I missed a whole bunch of uh, exactly. Uh, So, so, uh, Sean, speaking of hockey, I know you're a big, huge Habs fan. I'm a big Leaf fan, and I've I've just been stuck in limbo because this should be playoff time right now. This should be well playoff time for my Leafs. Like I can't say anything about your Habs being in the playoffs right now. (laughs) Sorry, I had to get a shot in there. Just had to get a shot. Leafs fan, don't take him seriously. Uh, no, it's okay, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> there, so, so uh, on on hockey in the NHL, do you see any chance that that the, the season resumes, or do they just go right into playoffs? Or what, what's your thoughts on that? I don't think it does. They're pretty adamant that it's going yeah. to. I, I just don't think it does. I, yeah. I really don't. Uh, I don't know how you can do it. I really don't. I mean, it's not. A situation. I mean, you guys know there's games in hand. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're you, you. It's not like, well, let's just start the playoffs. No, no, there are games in hand. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there's a scenario like that. It's interesting, and I'm showing my age here. Maybe we could go back to the days of, you know, having a a, a best of five series. You know, we haven't yeah. seen that since '86. I mean, that mm-hmm. that would be kind of fun. I thought some of those best of five series were when I was a kid were, were pretty fun and everything, but mm-hmm. um, no, I, I just don't know how they can do it guys. I, I mean, the idea of having the playoffs go until late July is awesome. I don't know about you. I mean, I, wow. I'm downright giddy about the yeah. idea of sitting on my back porch with a cooler full of beer, <laughs> exactly. watching, watching the Stanley cup finals <laughs> yeah. in late July. But Absolutely. at what point in time do we say to ourselves, Hey, uh, so the Stanley Cup Finals is now uh, training camps in a month and a week. You know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. so that's at, at what point in time do we have that conversation? So that's what has me worried that we're that we're ever going to be in that position. I, I, I hate to say that. I mean, it, it depresses me. And, you know, 1967 jokes aside and the Habs mm-hmm. not making the playoffs aside. I think mm-hmm. the one thing that all hockey fans can agree on. This is the best time of year, and I think oh, especially absolutely. since the cap era, mm-hmm. round one has become can't miss television. You know, when I was younger, there were so many first round series where you went, because yeah. you knew Edmonton was going to smoke Vancouver, or, you know, Montreal is going to smoke uh, Hartford, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, 
and the first round is can't miss television now. It really has turned into just such a magical round. And uh, I was really feeling it the other night. I, I'm telling you, it was like one of those nights where I kind of had the back window open and I was like, <laughs> it's 6.55. I should have CBC on right <laughs> exactly, now. Exactly, right? You know, unfortunately, we're, we're going to have to wait some time, I think. Exactly. Uh, from hockey to baseball, there's a lot of talks that Arizona is good and uh, a couple other states are, are trying to get something going where they would have baseball in May. Uh, do you see any chance that happening? Do we, are we going to see any Tiger baseball this year? I think we will. I really do. Um, you know, when's it going to be at Comerica Park? That's yeah. a great question. I mean, uh, Dr. Fauci was just on earlier a couple hours ago saying he's not sure that we're going to have any crowds the rest of the year for any sports. I mean, that's crazy when you, when you think about that. So right. I, I hope that that's just kind of alarmist. I, I hope that's the case. I don't mm -hmm. think we're going to see um, the Tigers at Comerica park anytime soon. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I get, I have, I, best case, best case scenario might be July, mm -hmm. but um, I think they're pretty adamant about doing something maybe in, in Arizona um, so maybe just maybe, especially if, if what they're saying is true, that, that this coronavirus doesn't do well in heat. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I could see them doing something like that. Um, but you know, again, this is, this is all, it's funny. You know, I, I don't know if you guys are, are parents and everything as parents, we try to calm our kids and, and, and try to rely on life experiences and stuff. I got nothing in regards to this. This is all unprecedented, you know? Yeah, so exactly. my kids yeah. have questions. I, I, I look at them and just go, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is all <laughs> new to us too. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how we, we come out of all this at the other end. Right. I, I, I know, uh, Jake has, has two kids and he's a big soccer dad. And, and so he has to, he tells me that he keeps his kids, uh, active. Either oh, just man, working like, on their drills. and You have to make up for the time lost. You can't go to Michigan like we do three times a week to do anything. Yeah. So we have yeah. to uh, sit at home and uh, actually get to run around. So that kind of helps me. But no, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're all laid off. We're all sitting at home. So you got to do something. If we can't, you know, watch sports, you're going to have to play some sports. Exactly. Yeah, that's no, you're, you're absolutely. And it stinks because the last couple of days, you know, like typical weather in our region, uh, you know, we were thinking we're coming out of it and Hey, we've had some 60 degree days. And then yeah. just that punch right across the jaw again, Hey, it's 39 <laughs> degrees and everything. Here's some snow. So, yeah, exactly. it, it's, it's been a... downright cold and, you know, more talk of potential snow tomorrow. So, uh, but this is why we live here. So it, it shouldn't surprise us, but it would be nice if we got a little nice, you know, week or something to help pass the time. Cause I, I can tell you what, it was great to go out and take bike rides and yeah. you know, do some things in the back light, backyard that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And for people just get so stir crazy and they just need to be out because you can't just stay inside and watch old games from like the 1990s, even though they are some, classic games i believe this week they're showing the 1993 1993 series between the leafs and red wings uh that that won seven games it's a great series but, yeah yeah fantastic series uh so, so stuff like that it's just it just makes you miss sports even more i'm like ah i'd love to be able to see that now but obviously it's not gonna happen well, you know, Sean, how desperate it's been. I sent a picture to Darren the other day. I was watching the, um, a few years ago, four years ago, 
not maybe even five, the Philly uh, Lions game in the snow. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. In, in yeah. yeah. yeah YouTube, has them all, YouTube has them all full games. You can just watch all the games <laughs> on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. all right. You know, I think that was Schwartz last year. So that was like 13. Yes, it was. I mean, isn't that crazy? I, 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 just time flies. It's, you know, you mentioned the night. I mean, I remember everything about the 93 playoffs plain as mm-hmm. day. I mean, that's yeah. just crazy. I mean, 2013, it, it, it may as well be 1993. It's, it's you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it was funny. Cherry did something last week. I don't know if you guys followed Don Cherry. Oh, Cherry yeah. did something where he was talking about, you know, what if the Leafs had won that series against the Kings? Uh, mm-hmm. Can you imagine oh. Montreal and, and Toronto back in 93, oh. especially with Burns behind the bench? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, they would they would have shut down that whole stretch of 4, 401 all the way to Highway 20. It would have all been <laughs> shut down. There would have been there, nothing you could do. And, no. you know, they had a debate over who they thought would have won the series and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun. I'm with you. Yeah. That's fun to a point. And then, mm-hmm. like, I hit my point, and I start to get depressed again. You know, you know, does, <laughs> does that make sense? Uh, I oh, put down yeah. a lot of those YouTube rabbit holes, and then I stop, and I go, no more, uh, no more. Well, 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 speaking of YouTube rabbit holes, I went, I went down one last night, and I was watching old ESPN uh, football highlights from the 2008, 2009, 2010 Lions season. Watching Joey oh, Harrington and the Lions, and the Lions just get killed week in, <laughs> week after. I'm like, oh. I'm like, wh- like, why do I do this to myself? And like, oh. you know, so anytime I feel so bad about the Lions right now, I just refresh myself. Like, well, yeah, we, we, we've been through that. And yeah, that that's why I, I, I laugh at same old lion. Don't yeah. don't drop same old lion on me nah. because we live through the decade of despair. There, there's <laughs> yes. there's bad times. And then there's that, you know, I mean, they're, they're, those are two different levels. Mm-hmm. Is that like really a, like a millennial thing for those who, let's say, weren't really, you know, invested in the Lions back then, but but they hear the term same old Lions and they still keep bringing it around every time when they lose by a field goal? Or I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It, it, it's kind of funny. Same old Lions is, is so... I've heard it used during nine and seven seasons. I heard people talking about it when they lost in the playoffs to the Seahawks. And yeah, same old Lions can mean anything short of they won the Super Bowl. You know, you know, so it's kind of, in my opinion, become kind of a bastardized old bit kind of comment, because to me, same old Lions, there was one bad period. And that that period was was worse than anything. And that was the decade of despair. And it, it, Mm -hmm. it culminated with. You know, 0-16 in 2008, but listen, frustration manifests itself in many forms, and I can't complain about people getting frustrated about this team, that's for sure. No, no, exactly. Well, well, you have to kind of have to be the therapist for people when they call into uh, WJR and vent to you and, you know, <laughs> tell you, like, why did, they, why did they do this to me year in and year out, you know? Yeah, it was, it was tough back in the day when I was working at the fan, I... I literally had a breakdown after the 07 season. And I, mm-hmm. like, I literally, I'm not joking. I told the guys that I work with, I said, I can't do this post game show anymore. I think like, <laughs> I had done it for like five straight years. Right. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So the funny thing about it is the 0 and 16 season. I didn't do the post game shows that year. I, I got, I got a chance to miss that that year, but <laughs> uh, you know, I had it five, six years before then. So, you know, is the way that I put it is I, I, I did my time and everything, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. The end of last year was, was really difficult because 
I think the worst part is you went into every game knowing full well that they weren't going to win. Yeah. You know, when, when you looked at what was taking the field and especially who was taking the field under center, no <laughs> disrespect to either one of those guys. You weren't winning football games. With those <laughs> Dante guys. Culpepper. Yeah, right. <laughs> Straight you know, off the couch. Right. And that that's <laughs> last year was the way that way. I mean, let's oh. face it. After Stafford went down, yeah. you, you knew you, yeah. you were like, yeah. okay, maybe they win another game. And obviously it didn't happen, but, yeah. um, so it was, it was difficult, but you know what? Like you were talking about earlier. I mean, it, it's the draft hope springs eternal. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the turnaround of the lions franchise. Yeah. So that's the way we have to keep telling ourselves. We've been here. We've been hearing this ever since 91. Amen. And, play and, and, it, play and it all game. starts with number three. So. Yep. You <laughs> number got it. Three. That's it. Well, Sean, we want to thank you for joining us on the ADG podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, make sure you tune in to WJR uh, news radio 950 to hear all the all the great insight from Sean and the gang, and tune in for the draft coverage that they're going to have uh, this coming Thursday. Uh, what time does that start? There, uh, uh, seven o'clock on on uh, WJR after the Mitch album show. Seven sixty WJR. Seven o'clock Thursday night. Uh, Steve Courtney, uh, the voice of the Lions, Dan Miller, and yours truly were. We're going to be on for a couple hours. Lomas Brown's going to be joining us. We're going to have a few special guests on. So really looking forward to it. Uh, Great. Well, well, there you go. So once again, tune in right there for all your draft needs right there. Sean, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it, buddy. Love chatting with you guys. Anytime, boys. Great. Thanks. All right. So we thank Sean Belegian for joining us. Let's uh, take a little break from sports and jump right into our movie review. What do you think, Darren? Uh, we have we have a great one for you this week. Uh, it was just it just came out. Uh, well, the trailer I should say just came out this past week, uh, and it's starring one of my favorite actors currently right now, Tom Hardy, as a legendary figure, legendary mobster Al Capone, and uh, in, in the movie Capone that is going to be available on streaming services in May. So Jake. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the gangster genre, and and to see this with uh, especially someone that isn't uh, ha- someone that doesn't have to be uh, CGI to make them look younger because he already is a young guy in Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, and and he makes it look interesting because this is uh, for those who haven't seen the trailer, maybe you have. Uh, this is taken at a certain point in Aquapone's life. Where he's older, a little bit older than his uh, lavish uh, gangster days, and he just takes it from there uh, to the last part of his life, right? So uh, it gets a little deep into his life, what happened, uh, his physical and mental status, and yeah, he just makes it look uh, totally different than you would expect. Especially with, with the makeup and everything, that the transformation is just phenomenal, and mm-hmm. and I re- I really have high expectations for this because I think his story is great. Everything from like Al Capone's vaults and his time on Alcatraz, you know, it, it's be it'll be interesting to see that side of his story uh, in a, in a full feature. Yeah, no, for sure. The trailer is pretty good. I'd give it a three out of five. Uh, it keeps you involved. Like you want to know, it's you know, it's not what you're gonna think it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a giant shoot 'em up movie, not a bunch of explosions. So, 
it's 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 something you have to invest your time in and watch and understand and it just give you a new insight to uh, uh, into a complex part of his life so yeah no exactly for, so for for this uh, the trailer like i said looked good you give it a four i, I I'll, I'll give it a solid four and a half uh, just oh. because I, I, cause I always liked his story and uh, to see you know him get the the straight to uh, streaming platform service treatment should be interesting to see mm-hmm. you know because I, 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 I really think and I know Jake you would probably agree with me these are one of these movies that I would rather see at home than go to a theater oh 100% even though we can't go to the theater <laughs> even yeah, though you <laughs> could go to the theater I, I, I wouldn't go to the yeah if you break in um, <laughs> maybe if you break in yeah. but no you're right you're right it's something you, you're gonna sit at home and you wanna like just focus on the details of what's happening Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. So that, that's it. Uh, so Capone. Uh, so so Jake, I believe you have some new music for us. I do have music, oh, and yeah. uh, today's music. Actually, our music artist from uh, for today is Sean Miller. He's an independent artist um, from not far from uh, where we are. He is from Michigan. Oh. Trying to find out exactly where he is right now, um, but he's not. He's not far. He's in northern Michigan. Uh, well, well, he's since, a, well, since yes. we can't cross the border, I guess that is pretty far right now. I guess it's pretty far, but in reality, it's somewhat local. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he is from northern Michigan, and he's a singer-songwriter, and he's performed all around uh, Michigan and all over the place. But he's now got his first solo album out called "Everywhere I Roam," and it's pretty catchy, and what I'm going to play today for everybody is actually the the title track from his album called "Everywhere I Roam," and it's number five on it on the album. Oh, there he is. He's from Petoskey, Michigan. There you go, guys. Yeah. Details. Good Detail. old Petoskey boy. I know. It's, it's still a singer songwriter, so Americana, folk rock, <laughs> and number five on his on this on his album is the title track "Everywhere I Roam," and we're going to play it right here on the ADG podcast. Midwest Road 
It's Valentine's Creek. No, it's been at least a week. And speaking of there goes town blues. All these graves have been weathered smooth. With fall comes trees of fire. Winter's cold and the heart's desire. These dark days of spring, they don't mean a damn thing to me, to me. So there you go. That was Everywhere I Roam by Sean Miller. Uh, so yeah, this gets you a variety of music on the ADG podcast. We're back. So we're going to put Sean on our uh, Spotify list. And it'll be there with all the other artists that we played on the show. So check that out. Check out our Spotify music list. For all the tracks that we play on the show, every genre you can think of is on there. We have some great independent artists. So let us know what. Uh, on Facebook in the comments. Uh, what do you guys think? If you want more of or what kind of music you guys want, and we'll get it for you. There you go, Sean Miller. There you go. That sounds that sounds great. Hey Darren. Yes. Uh, got a top five. Oh, Jacob has a top five. Now every yeah, time Jacob does a top five, I have no idea what it is. It could exactly be that that relates to the show or something completely out of left field. Right, because. What, so what do you got for us this week? You and I were talking earlier today, texting um, yeah. back and forth. You're like, oh, maybe we, we should do something draft-related. Right. I'm like, well, I'm sure, uh, you know. And <laughs> to go with the theme of the show is what Right, exactly. But uh, our, our Sean Belegian, our guest today, um, was amazing. Yeah. We, had, we had almost an hour of Lions talk and sports talk. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change it up a bit because we're all home. We're all eating too much. You got that right. <laughs> We're all doing, you know, our best to survive in our house. So I'm like, well, <laughs> when you get a chance and, you, and you've that one time a month or every three weeks you go shopping, uh-huh. what are the best foods and the healthy foods to have with you in the house so you don't eat just crap or you don't survive just from takeout? <laughs> every day because i know takeout is great takeout tuesday was today and it was amazing yeah but um 
Did you do you takeout Tuesday? I did. I did. I went to Tommy's Barbecue. Nice. That was good. Well but uh, you? Did you do takeout Tuesday? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm a bad takeout Tuesday yeah, person. Yeah, you are. Shame. Shame. Horrible person. Yeah. But then, by the way, there's a lot of restaurants that uh, still shout outs to uh, all the restaurants that messaged us. Uh, you guys check out our live feed from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we tell you what's open so you guys can catch up on those restaurants. But anyway, top five. Something healthy maybe you should pick up next time you actually leave the quarantine and <laughs> go to the grocery <laughs> store. So when you're when you're sitting at home, you can actually eat something healthy. And uh, number five on this list is edamame, uh, so soybeans. Now, fresh, they're, they're staple of the Asian cuisine. And, and yes, I know, as much as I miss Chinese food, this is as healthy as it gets getting close to that. So edamame right now is what you want. It's a nice little mix. It's healthy for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it just gives you... You know, something green and a different flavor. You might not be expecting to buy, but get it. So you have some variety. That, 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 that's always been my go-to when I go to those all-you-can-eat sushi place. I always start off with a nice bowl of edamame beans. There you go. There you go. There you go. Darren knows what's up right there. I know. ready for this top five. I got, I got the 411. Yeah, there you go. Not, nobody says that anymore, but it's not 1999. <laughs> I say that. I say that. <laughs> Number Go four ahead. is something I hate. I really don't like, but I know it's decent. Yeah. Is tofu. Oh. I don't like tofu. Yes, it's soybean curd. Oh. Tofu. I don't like it. But I can't. So I, I can't say I, I, I've never tried it. I have never tried it. Would I try it's, it's, it at least once? Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's like a tasteless, tasteless uh, blo- white blubber. <laughs> but you can uh, fry it or bake it and. Put a flavor in it from other fattening things to make it taste good. Hey, well, that's something healthy for you. But number three is one of my favorites. Is that you? It's simple. Actually, carrots. Carrots are good for you. Are, are we talking full size carrots or like full, full, full size, full size carrots? Yeah, the ones you actually have to like peel yourself, cut them up, and they have that flavor. That's the only way. Well, so, well, 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 so do the baby carrots. Well, baby carrots, yeah, but it's totally different. Eat. No, if you if you grab a piece of regular carrot and yeah. grab a little baby carrot and have one after the other, you're gonna taste yeah. it different. Okay. But the beta carotene in carrots is I, necessary. I, 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 I was gonna say, do you just eat them like after you wash them? You just like straight, or do you just have like a little? Do you dip it? Do you dip it in something? If I dip it in something, then that defeats the purpose because when I dip anything, it's always excessive. So. <laughs> Jacob is known <laughs> as a, a double dipper. No, 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 I'm just all dipper. <laughs> it's like it's like ninety percent dip and ten percent. It's like dip. I'll have three sweet and sour dips with my nuggets one day. That's uh, bad. Anyway, uh, but no, I no, no, no. Chop it up and just eat it. Like, it's really good. There you go. Especially okay. if you get like the big carrot flavor. Oh anyway, yeah. Next one, moving up. Um, Borassico vegetables, and let me explain that. It's a wide variety of green foods such as cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, bok choy, radishes, all of those vegetables in one group. Okay. That's those are really good for you. you. Have a lot of vitamins, the iron, high in iron. Those are all really good for you. Nutrient, a lot of nutrients, uh, vitamins C, E, and K. So potassium, calcium, it's, it's everything you need is in those vegetables. Like I said, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, bok choy, anything radishes. Anything of those that group you pick up, you can always make uh, something out of all those vegetables, and you will be set. 
<laughs> and uh, the next one, what number was that? I, I, that was number two, right? Two? Okay. And number one. I'm Are you give sure you've done this top five before? <laughs> yes, I'm looking at it. Okay. Uh, I have a number one and I have a bonus. Okay. Number one is salmon. Mm, nice. give, give me a little change up from your chicken or beef that everybody's having because they bought a billion of it when they were out shopping three weeks ago and all in panic. Everybody bought up a whole bunch of meat. He's a little alternative in your protein. And that's having some fish, uh, some salmon, because that's a lot of uh, high uh, omega acids, uh, fatty acids right there, omega 3. So you need that. And there you go. That's, that's a good number one. Uh, gives you something different to make every day. And as a bonus, here's a bonus for uh, Darren right here. Yeah, he that's, needs this. Oh, yeah, okay. Bonus I, to the number one okay. citrus fruits. So oranges, grapefruits, lemons, limes, clementines, mandarins, and oh. tangerines. So th- th- does that count the citrus fruit if I drink a white claw if they have like black cherry in it or like you know what or I, I had to I you're, that's an excellent question and thank you <laughs> that was that was a good top five because yes. yesterday I I downed a mango oh yes white claw so yes, I, I, I'm yes. counting that as my fruit portion for the day there you go it's it's so <laughs> weird I I think a couple days ago I had a mango one as well I, oh, I it, it was it was Sunday I drank it I enjoyed it through. While I watched The Last Dance on ESPN. There Great. you go. No, it's, it's good stuff. It's, it, it, it's just enough alcohol in it to keep you going till you get yeah, to the good. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, exactly. So, that's, so that, that was a very appealing top five. Well done, Jay. Entertaining as usual. Oh, that's it. So, uh, what Jay, do we have in our... Um, this day in history, this week in history. Oh yeah, we're making yeah. history. But yes. We're making history. We make history all the week. It's uh, it's uh, the week of of April twentieth, which is known if if you indulge in the the smoking of cannabis, it's four twenty, and it's a special one because it's four twenty on tw- in twenty twenty. I guess I guess that's a big. It's a big deal. Okay, you know? if you enjoy it, I'm I'm sure you enjoyed it yesterday when you were partaking in that um uh, so i guess that it started in california uh um, a small suburb uh a a small town in california that's when the where it originated back in the 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 mid to late 70s not even shocked about that nope nope i just thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. um so a couple things that happened um, this week uh, it was back in 1918. Uh, Jake, do you remember hearing about the the Red Baron in uh, history class? Yes, uh, World War One pilot. That's right, yes. German pi- pilot. During uh, he was uh, he 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 achieved 80 air combat victories in World War One, and then he was shot down and killed during combat at age 25. But the Red Baron uh, uh, passed away on this day back in 1918. Uh, but I, I, I know a lot of those kids who don't remember about the learning about the Red Baron, but they remember the pizzas, the Red Baron pizzas. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's who the Red Baron was. He was uh, he was a badass back then. Uh, and and some interesting uh, people that were uh, were born on this day, April 21st. 
back in 1947, Iggy Pop was uh, was born on this day. Iggy Pop, uh, Queen Elizabeth II was uh, born on this day. And uh, and those who we lost on this day, I know your your wife is still upset about this. I know it was one of her favorite artists of all time. Uh, the artist formerly known as Prince passed away on this day. Uh, That's right. Back, and there, actually, there's a, there's a CBS special concert today. Oh, is it on tonight? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's on tonight. Oh, I'll have to be uh, tune in and uh, check that out. Uh, so Prince passed away on this day back in 2016. And not only like, you know, these, uh, you know, amazing people that uh, the artist, he wasn't the only one. He also lost uh, Nina Simone, who was a great American singer, songwriter and pianist back in 2003. And also great American author Mark Twain uh, passed away on this day back in 1910. So. A lot of talented people, you know, that we, it's funny how they all lined up on this day. They passed away. So there you go. And, uh, and also back in 1509, Henry, Henry VIII is, is crowned the King of England. So a lot of interesting things that happened on this day, uh, back in, I believe that one was back in 1509. So Jake remembers that, don't you, Jake? Go, oh, go a little way that? back. I, I was around there. My memory's <laughs> You're not great. around there. You know what I'm talking I mean, about. My memory's not great. Uh, that's it. So, oh, that's, so, that, so there's your This Day in History. Awesome. You know, I was hanging out on Instagram, as I always do, because I'm always, <laughs> always promoting and never stops. And, yeah, I, stop. saw, and I saw that uh, the Windsor Public, Public Library Instagram mm-hmm. account started following us. Now, oh. either, it's a, either it's a good thing or a bad thing. That's One, a very might, good thing. That's might be a, a good, good thing, thing because they might actually learn something. Or oh. two, it's a bad thing because they're actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing but love and respect for the, the Windsor Public Library. They do great stuff. Yes. All the Thank you for following us on Instagram. That's go. great. There's a lot of weird things that follow us on Instagram. But <laughs> yeah, go hey, check it out. Go hey, follow. followers or followers, we'll take them. Oh, I'll take them. You enjoy go. memes and a bunch of pictures. Hey, go. There you go. Uh, so, yes. Uh, so, Jake, I got to ask you, I'm sure you've seen this um, on your, when you do venture out into the public. Uh, I try not to. I know, I, know, I know you try not to, but when you do, when you have to, um, um, just, it, it's unbelievable. I, I see the photos and I hear stories about, the you know the social distancing, especially mm-hmm. going to Walmart or the grocery store, yes. whatever. Um, a friend of mine took a photo of uh, he was trying to go to Walmart, and Walmart on the one closest to me, it mm-hmm. went all the way down, and then and then up the last row of parking, all the way really? to all the way to the the Moore's clothing store. Uh, wow, men's that's clothing a, that's store, a lot. all the way there. That's because, crazy. Because of how people are spaced out, you know, they give each other, you know, six feet, six feet, yeah. or meters, whatever you want to uh, do yeah. it. And uh, yeah, it's it was unbelievable. He took a photo. He was like, "Wow!" He, he said it took him like almost a half hour to, to make it into the store. That's insane. Yeah, and, but, and, and yeah. yeah, and I thought it was bad when I had to go to the LCBO and I had to stand like near uh, uh howard avenue like almost like where the traffic is is, is there to uh to get into there to, to get into the lcbo 
but uh, but I only waited like five minutes out there, which wasn't too bad. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but everyone is doing their thing. You know, they're doing their part when it comes to social distancing, which is great. To uh, which is great to see. Um, have Have you run into any issues where you have to do like that? Where, yeah, where it, it, you, you run out, you think it's going to be like five minutes, and you're there for like half hour. See, no, it's funny because I don't expect anything to be five minutes ever, especially no. now. But I needed a break. I need a break from working, uh, like, like uh, on the studio because I've been working on here yes. the past week and a half trying to get this thing up. And um, yeah, I figured I'd jump out and like you, like just like you, hit up the LCBO. And so drove out to Essex, and the LCBO lineup was longer than the No Frills lineup for food to get in. And yeah, social distancing, but it was, it was still like five ten minutes to get in. So it's kind of funny. It was fine. Yeah. But um. Yeah, no, I'm okay with it. The funniest story here is when I had to go uh, this uh, after that to Windsor for what something I had to go pick up, and then uh, I'm like, oh wait, there's a there's a bulk, bulk bar, and we needed food dye because your kids are making cookies and stuff. So I'm like, whatever, let's go bulk bar, and there's like nobody there. Let's just jump in and uh, grab food dye. Like it's literally two seconds. So you walk in, and I didn't even notice any of the 10 signs that were posted up. So I just walk in and went up by my business almost. As soon as I went 10 feet into the store, I got yelled at. Did you? Yeah, the, the rules were, and I'm not, I'm not joking here. The rules were, when you walk in through the door, sanitize your hands, mm-hmm. put on gloves, or and then yeah. wait it's- for your personal shopper. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're not allowed to get anything. They could get it for you. Where was this at again? This was at the bulk barn. Oh, wow. So, and you you have to have a buggy so you social distance yourself. So, not only you have to clean your hands, which I understand, put on gloves, which, okay, sure, and then uh, have a personal shopper, which is a little much. And then you also have to have a buggy so you're social distance yourself because you can't obviously maintain six feet uh, apart from each other. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it was a little much for me. So it was all of that. And mind you, there was one probably like two people working at the store. So you had to wait forever for anybody mm-hmm. uh, to come and escort you through the store to pick up one damn thing. So that was the most extreme case that I've seen. But other places, yeah, uh, like Home Depot and Best Buy, curbside pickup, easy. These guys are on top of it. It's been really good so far. Like I pull up, wait in line for a minute bring out my shit, throw in the truck, and I'm off. But no, this was the only extreme part. And I understand there's food and whatever else, but like, I, I, uh, I know I'm a sensible adult. I might understand some people are not, but it, it's a little extreme. You don't, if, if you go into that much of trouble, just close the store down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Getting to my rant a little early. <laughs> that's yes. the extreme case. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jake, I, I, I want to know, did you get a chance to watch that that uh, television special that they had, it was like, believe it was like One World at Home, where they had all these different artists uh, uh, sing their songs like from their living room. Or you know. yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It was eh. like you know what I enjoyed more than that it was the mm-hmm. Disney sing along. That's you know what a lot of people enjoyed that more. I, I got the feeling you yeah, know it was so. way more upbeat and fun. And yeah, it, I, I, that's what I was gonna say. The one where all these big artists were singing all these sad, depressing songs. I'm like, 
this doesn't make me feel any better, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I'm sorry if you're depressed in your giant mansion. I apologize. I know, right? You know, I exist in peasants here. You, know? you, you have Taylor Swift, you know, singing a depressed song. Like, well, that's really a stretch for her. Yeah. I know, right? Did you yeah. write that one yourself? <laughs> of course she did. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But no, that was interesting. I'm surprised, you know, everybody's doing that type of stuff now. Obviously, we have to. We're still mm-hmm. quarantined. But yeah. who knows how long it's going to be? I have no idea. Exactly. You know, we're just we're, we're talking with Sean about like how this should be like the best time of the year with the, the sports playoffs going on and everything. Mm-hmm. And we're here. We're just stuck watching all these uh, coronavirus commercials and and uh, old games from like 30 years ago. You know, exactly. it's just no, it's true. It's, it's kind of rough right now, but I know people are. Doing what they can to stay positive and and just try to maintain a little bit of sanity, you know. So do what you can, you know. Get out and just like even if it if, even if you walk around the block or ride a bike or you know just get fresh air. Just just try to stay somewhat active. Exactly, know? and and throw in this podcast so you can listen to it. While yeah. you do it. I know people that, that 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 that's what they do. They walk and they listen to podcasts. You know, that's exactly. You know, if you do a full hour walking, listen to a podcast, that's that's, that's good. A great hour to, exactly. to uh, eat up the time there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let, let's let's entertain the people a little bit more because uh, out of the many things that bothered me, uh, the few times that I did, it was able to get out within the last week. Um, my rant comes from today, and it pisses me off extremely when. <laughs> I go to the grocery store or any store that involves carts. And people still don't put them away. You know what happens to a cart when you don't put it away and it's very windy outside? It rams into cars. It it will roll by itself. So when I I I had to go to the store today to get something, I had no choice. So when I get out, one of the carts was right in the front of my truck. My I, my front was I, I parked backwards, so it's not like uh, it was just left there in the middle of a damn parking lot. So somebody left it, and the wind took it and smashed it to the front of my truck. So it leaves a giant yellow mark on my front bumper. I'm pissed off. There's nobody around, mind you. I'm pissed off. Because, one, there's still a lot of stupid people out there. Two, guess, can you guess, Darren, where the return, uh, car, um, where the return was? It was right next to your car? Yes. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> 10 steps over. Don't you know never to park right next to it? No, no. It was, it was, it was behind my truck like four spots over. Okay. Not far. Like, not far. It's and there was no other cars around mine. <laughs> it's not that hard to walk and put your... You made the effort to go to the store now. Right. Make the effort to go put your card away. Because one, it pisses me out, ruins my damn day. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go to my second part of what would happen. Mm-hmm. And then it messes up my car. Now I have to somehow see what happens, like fix my bumper. It's a yellow scratch on it now from like two inches on my front bumper now. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. 
So now I'm already pissed off, okay? Because I have stupid people I deal with there. And then <laughs> I, I'm in Windsor, so I know there's going to be more. So I'm trying to leave this city to go home and be in peace. <laughs> and on the way back, I realized, yes, I am in Windsor because people are refusing to use turn signals when they switch lanes or do anything on the roads. So as I'm following this person in a, in a pickup truck, in front of me, I realize he's not even paying attention who's behind him, just switching lanes at random. And as I pass him later on in Highway 3, I notice he's in the middle of eating his ice cream from McDonald's. So, priorities, people. I'm already angry. I know doesn't, the whole world doesn't revolve around me, but it's the simple, easy things in life that you should be doing. One, putting your fucking carts away. Because that's just common courtesy and don't be a little asshole. Two, when you're driving, have courtesy to properly utilize all the safety equipment on your car as a, a turn signal is. That's what it's there for. It's not there to play with when you're sitting at a stop site, at a stoplight. You just turn on whenever. No, it's to indicate what you're going to do. When you don't do so, you put other people in danger. And if I'm already angry, it's me even more angry. That's my rant for the day. This is why I shouldn't leave the house. <laughs> well, well, Jake, if, if you did have a chance to leave the house, let's say if COVID-19 restrictions were lifted for just one hour, what would you do? Would you A, get a haircut, B, have a beer on a patio, or C, play golf or sports? See, good question, because one, I don't really give a shit about my haircut. If you saw my beard right now, you'd be scared. Uh, two, I'm drinking a beer already. Uh, three, I think that's what I would want to do. I would probably want to go see or do or anything sports-related. There you go. 100%. I will we'll go back at you. What would you do? I, I you uh, know, you got a shaggy well, head over there. I, 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 well, with the, with, with the amount of hair that I do have left on my head um, – it, it, my hair is not too bad you know i i've been trying to trim my beard as when i can as much with uh, myself which is not too bad uh but like if i did have only an hour obviously you want to spend as much time you know so i, I would love a beer on the patio nice. you know in public that'd be nice because it is patio season or it's supposed to be patio season but if, in may that's when patio season really kicks off well, we'll find out which May or which part of May this year. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. May 2020 or May 2021. 2021. That's right. Yeah. Uh, or it could that's... be the fall. You never know. Oh, yeah. all right. that's, there you go. That's, that's, that's a good question. There you go. So, that's, that was a nice little prolonged show this week. That's good. We made up for some time. Exactly. We made up for our, our passionate listeners, our dedicated listeners who uh, missed us for the past couple uh, weeks. Give you a nice full double-sized uh, episode for you guys. Right. And I think this is episode, what, eight or nine or something like that? It's up something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll combine it. We'll, we'll yeah, say it's we'll, like two we'll episodes in, in one. We'll in now, if you guys liked our live stream on Facebook, which a lot of people did, uh, let us know if you want to see more of those. We can do those yep. while we're quarantined uh, in between these shows. Uh, find us anywhere online, Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter, um, and all the streaming services, every single one of them, we're on there. AG Podcast. Uh, all Everything's under the same name, so it's easy to find. YouTube, whatever else. So, yeah, let us know what's going on. If, um, if we got our top fan badges going on Facebook because that's how cool we are. So the more you comment, you'll see a top fan badge. A couple of Darren's friends are on there commenting, and they're like, oh, man, got a top fan badge. Hell, yeah, you do. (laughs) You're welcome. Keep entertaining yourself and entertaining us. You don't know how valuable those are. That's right. It tells us you you mean something to us, and you do. We appreciate you. So, yeah, check that out. If there's anybody who wants to uh, advertise their takeout, let us know. We will do a promo for you. You just got to email us like um, uh, the Cheese Bar in Tecumseh did and the Pizza House Kingsville did So for the live show. So if you guys still want to do that, everybody needs to email us and let us know, and we will promo for you guys. Uh, let us know what you take it out and uh, what you want us to advertise, and we'll let everybody know. That's it. That sounds good. All right. All right, so uh, sure, no, it was a good show. At the, Thanks, Sean, for being on the show. Yes, big shout out to Sean Belegian for for coming through for us once again. Always great talking sports with him. He is so knowledgeable when it comes to everything Detroit Lions and even anything sports related. We talked about the Pistons and the whole Chicago Bulls documentary. Which Jake still has yet to see. So Jake, I'm your... getting there. I'm getting there. I got. I'll what do you mean up. you're getting there? It's right there on Netflix. Just hit play. I, I will watch it. I will watch it. <laughs> and then the next episode next week will be after we get over the um, horrible draft that we might uh, have oh. this week. We'll talk about the uh, the next episode. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably we'll, we'll talk about it. We might do something special for just round one. Maybe we'll do an instant reaction, maybe on Instagram or something. Do, do you want to see me lose my shit when they do something? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. I, I, I want to get the exact moment where they make their announcement of the pick. Oh, I want. I'll be. I'll be streaming it in the studio for sure. I want so. the instant reaction. Everyone wants to see the uh, instant reaction. All right, we'll get them ready then. There Thursday. we go. All, all right. right. So we'll we hope we hope we hope you enjoyed this episode of the AG Podcast. Once again, big. Thanks to Sean Bleason for joining us. Big thanks to Jacob for being my co-host. I'm Darren DiCarlo. Everything you need to know about the AG Podcast, email us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ADG Podcast. That's where you need to be for everything ADG Podcast related. So for the AG Podcast, I'm Darren. And I'm Jacob. This is ADG.